You're listening to the Slow Ride podcast. Likes, advice, and rumors straight from the source. The Slow Ride Podcast. And on Twitter, Slow Ride Pod. Enjoy the ride. Hello and welcome to the 396 episode of the Slow Ride Podcast. This is Matt in Minneapolis. Why am I doing the intro? Uh-huh. And this is Spencer in Western Massachusetts. Beautiful Holyoke, Massachusetts. Why are you doing the uh, intro? This is, hmm. I would argue, maybe the biggest episode of the year, the lead yeah. into the Tour de France. Huge. We're hitting July. It is prime time. And uh, Tim's been dropped. Tim's Tim's off the back. Uh, what's going dropped. on? Uh, he tells us he's on vacation. That's, uh, vacation. that's the word on the street. Um, I guess they don't have the internet on vacations or something, but I don't uh-huh. know. I guess I guess vacation is a legit, legitimate reason to miss a pod now and then. Um, Do you... I will miss one in a few weeks, so I'll, I'll allow it, I guess. But All right. So I'm going to assume what that actually means is that Tim's at an altitude training camp of some kind for Schwamigan mm-hmm. uh, preparation, and that it sounds like you've got one lined up uh, in the next couple weeks as well. I mean, uh, you guys sounding nervous about Schwamigan. I got to say, I'm feeling pretty good. Well, relative to me and Tim, you live at altitude, uh-huh. which is not saying much because Tim lives probably below sea level. And I think I live almost at sea level. So uh-huh. uh, you, yeah, you could go to alt- altitude and I'm using air quotes because I don't think any mountain near you really would induce an altitude effect, but maybe you should try it. Probably not. Um, I'm going to like 12, 1200 footers. <laughs> I don't know. That's something. It's more than I yeah. got. It's certainly more yeah. than Tim's got. I mean, he can basically certainly. just go downhill from where he lives. <laughs> so. Well, him, him and this podcast, uh, they've got something in common, I guess, because we're all headed downhill. We are headed downhill. But, but we got a it lot is the time. tour. It is. The it tour. is the tour. There's tons to talk about. Um, all the pomp and circumstance and chaos that comes with the tour uh, happening now. We're we're just, I guess, three stages in at time of recording. Um, there's already been enough shenanigans to talk about for an entire podcast episode. Where do you want to start? Uh, well, I guess if we're going to start tour, uh, we just started the time trial and... It was just a normal day, right? Nothing weird. Oh, yeah. Nothing weird Nothing happened. Nothing weird at all. Nothing strange. <laughs> no strange headgear on every single rider, basically. Everyone's trotting out a new wacky helmet this year, it seems. Well, and not just the helmet, but the whole, like a whole neck up arrow situation, I would say. So um, with goofy. arrow balaclavas, so normally goofy. reserved for, I don't know, uh, fat bike racing, I suppose. Yeah. It's true. Maybe they learned, maybe that it came from fat bike racing. Yeah, that's, that's where the, where the inspiration came from. It, it was a day wow. of everything was weird. It was raining, which we don't get rainy prologues very often. No, uh, a lot of tension. And then yes, the helmets were off the charts. If people haven't somehow, if you made it to this pod, but you haven't seen pictures of the helmets from the first uh, TT at the tour, uh, go treat yourself to that. It's going <laughs> to blow your mind how silly yeah. some of them are. And it's not just the silly hits from, from years past. It's all kinds of yeah. new stuff. Since we're saying, but also new kits, uh, wacky kits, wacky bikes, just cycling Everything. going out of its way to look as silly as humanly possible. Is this, um, good for the sport? Or not see, I feel like the helmets have set us back at least a couple decades as far as like gaining legitimate popularity in the mainstream. But the kits, some of the kits, not all of the kits, let me, I guess, clarify some of the kits seem to be trying to appeal to a next generation of cycling fan, um, which is you know, moving things forward. So 
is it do we have like a net zero here or positive negative what what's your feel yeah you're probably right it's net zero it all comes out in the wash at the end it's yes time trialing in general is the silliest discipline of a silly sport it doesn't do itself any and the helmets are the silliest part of a silly discipline of a silly sport so it's that definitely sets us back i mean if anyone and a normal human sees you in one of these things time trial helmets already dumb I think universally, even time trialists are like, yeah, it's dumb, but you know what? I got to be faster, whatever. Yeah. Um, They accept it. That's fine. They've been getting dumber ever since the EF uh, mushroom helmet Mm -hmm. um, came out, debuted the POC helmet. um, It's good for some people. They've continued to get dumber. And they took it to a whole new level um, this year, 2022. and I, I just feel like, well, A, it's a prologue stage. And we just, everybody looks absolutely ridiculous. The helmets are too big, too ridiculous. Sorry. The sunglasses, let, let's be real, you guys. They're all too big and too ridiculous. Mm-hmm. And then you throw on top of that arrow head socks, or I don't know what we're going to call these, but mm-hmm. uh, it's it's a little too much. It's Can we just dial it back just a little bit? Like, Maybe stage three, stage four, you know, when the normies have stopped tuning into the tour again. Um, but stage one, that's yeah. that's what we're coming out of the gate with. I agree in a way. And in a way, I think if time trials are going to be in the race and you're going to ride those silly bikes anyway, it should be this bonkers. Like, I'm always really happy. <laughs> Just that, as dumb as possible. Uh, <laughs> that, like, Bissinger from EF rides yeah. the mushroom helmet because a lot, not many do. And I, I guess I've read that some people good for if you're really good about not tilting your head down the mushroom is good for some people okay that's why he does yeah. it but it uh it looks insane and it looks so goofy but it's it's far enough over the edge some of the i think some of the more normal looking time trial helmets those might be the biggest offense because then you just look dumb but if you are wearing <laughs> it's all true. pink yeah. and you have neon <laughs> yellow wheels and you got little dinosaurs mm-hmm. on you and you got a mushroom mm-hmm. for a head mm-hmm. i mean people see you and some people are gonna think uh, that guy's crazy, but some people are going to think that guy's onto something that something so next level. I don't even know. To do. <laughs> well, okay. So, okay. I'll give EF the pass for that then. But yeah. I mean, I do think specialized was the biggest offender in this area. Um, yeah, it's pretty hideous. with like hands down. Right. Like, and I don't know if I just don't pay attention to time trial technology or something, but as far as I was concerned, uh, this came out of nowhere. This came out of left field. <laughs> I hadn't seen this helmet before. No, I, I was so. shocked and appalled to see I, it. Um, I think most I couldn't look were. away. It was terrible. Um, like a train wreck. Well, the the best thing is is that uh, Lampart from, from, from quick step one on the day. Yeah. And that yeah. he's a specialized sponsored rider. And he was like one of, I don't know, one, maybe a few of the specialized riders that wasn't wearing the weird specialized head sock. And then he's the one who pulls the victory. So it wasn't, mm-hmm. it would have been one thing. I feel like people were so universally against it. And then if Lampart would have won with it on and he beat wild and Pogachar and Ghana and Vanderpool and all yeah, these everybody fast be dudes. All about it. Yeah. And then he beats them. Everyone would be like, well, it is pretty silly, uh, but <laughs> I didn't think like he wasn't down on my list of people who were gonna win, and then he did win. But then he goes out with the with the with the old helmet or whatever, and he wins. So like, uh, it the sock that is the worst case scenario for Specialized with their goofball sock, and uh, it's you know whatever. Too bad for them. Boo. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it was a weird stage. A- though. I've never been that tense in a time trial just because of the rain. Like I was so nervous about all the GC guys. Sure, yeah. Wrecking it and and just not being there. Like, you know, like I feel so bad for guys that you know, you put in like six months of training and you're and you're gonna try to go for G C and then you fall down in the first day in a time trial. But yeah. they all knew they had to go hard because obviously Pogachar put time into everybody. You know, not a yeah. ton, but he, he did already, so a la a la Lance era, like the T T starts and you're immediately like, Well, all right, turn that off. Yeah. It was um, it was one of those TTs, a prologue. I guess it's a TT because it's a stage, um, not a prologue. 
uh, yeah, since it's stage one. But um, being 15 minutes, 17 seconds for the winner, uh, you don't think a whole lot's going to come out of that, you know, at the end of the day. Um, but yeah, like you said, Pogacar um, puts time into every, you know, 10, 10 seconds, 20 seconds into, into most of the favorites. Um, that's, that's something, you know, and it's tours have been, uh, you know, won and lost by, by margins like that. So, yeah, the biggest surprise of the day has to be go to G our boy G. And if Tim was uh-huh. here, you'd pull out the G book. Uh, he would biggest surprise of the day, first day goes to G who forgot to take his vest off, which all the Euro cycling press was calling it a gillet. And I uh-huh. learned something because as an American, I had never heard that expression in my life. Oh, maybe, wow. Maybe you or Tim that have been more in the cycling industry were getting your, your Euro catalogs and we're like, ah, the gillets for I'll, this year look great. <laughs> but I'll I had you, never heard yeah. that. It's exactly what it is because uh, I, I desperately wanted to purchase uh, the Rafa um, gilet um Gilet. from Oops, the rafa right. website um for for years and years i always wanted the pink one um because i thought it'd be very cool i never pulled the trigger on it because it's ridiculously overpriced but mm-hmm. uh, i did want that for for long well, i think i'm over it i think yeah. I've, i think of of you well, know I, but I'm, yeah. I'm excited because i didn't know i owned a, a gilet as it was okay. but i do i have a movie star one i just thought i owned a vest a vest is so buff Ho hum, boring American man with a vest, but now I own a gilet. You know, mm-hmm. it's like, ooh, ooh fancy. It's pretty nice. Yeah. But as it turns out, um, if you wear it in a time trial over your super expensive custom fitted to you as a, <laughs> as a former uh-huh. tour winner uh, kit, uh-huh. it's not as fast as just wearing your fancy kit. Not as fast. That See, is not a marginal gain. Well, I was wondering until I saw the result, um, I guess, I was wondering. Did he forget or was this a careful way to skirt the rules? Cause you know, speaking of movie star, they had those skin suits a few mm. years ago that were like dimpled or whatever. And they got banned. And I was like, what are the chances G was like, I'm going to get a dimpled, uh, I'm going to wear it cause it's raining. I'm going to forget to take it off. And like my skin suits legal. No problem. Oh, the July? Yeah, yeah. I just I forgot about it, but the like uh, the this, time like doesn't this. back it up. Or maybe he would have done worse without it. I don't know. But that's my conspiracy theory corner on uh, on G and the tour so far. I like it, and then they make a whole thing about it. You know, they got all the director sportifs being like, "Oh, he forgot to take it off." Uh, yeah, I yeah. like it. I mean, he didn't do a bad time trial. He finished 18th. He lost 25 seconds, which that's yeah. not at the end of the day. That's if that's your bad your bad day, if that's G's worst day, then he's gonna win the tour again. For G, it's it's a good it's a good result. It's a fine result, you know. Um, for some of the others, I think they'd probably want to be closer to the uh, um, Pagacar, but uh, yeah, what are you gonna do? Um, you're gonna remember to take your vest off on the next time trial. Is what you're gonna do? Okay, I guess. <laughs> uh, I feel like I've talked about about as much about a time trial as I possibly could little guy. Do you have anything else that you want to uh, dig into about this one? Not about the time trial, but do you have more to say about before we move to the second and third stage, which kind of have the same narratives, just more about kit. Like, how do you feel about kit? Who do you feel about the kits? Well, who do you feel like a lot of special kits this year? We're talking a about. lot of special kits. And some are more over the top and some are subtle diff- changes. So, mm-hmm. What do you, what do you, what do you like and what are you seeing? So I feel like uh, year after year we have gotten one kit, maybe one special kit, historically always the onsay kit, right? Um, mm-hmm. Famously switching from the yellow to the pink version of their kit to not uh, out of respect for the yellow jersey. So Nothing they wouldn't respect. Uh, couldn't be conflated with the yellow jersey wear, right? Um, until more recently, and we got the the special fun EF kit in the Giro with the Palace uh, Duck uh, kit last year, and um, 
and we get the Alpacine um, special one day kit, I guess, or whatever. Everybody seems to have uh, figured out that that's good marketing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, there's like, I don't know, 14 new kits this year. Yeah. A wide range of um, skill or impact, I think, uh, that they'll be having marketing wise. Um, Jumbo Visma, they have a very big budget. Do you know what went wrong? Because this kid is awful. <laughs> it's it. I think they tried to to my point is that they tried to muddle in too many too many influences in a way. Like they tried to reference too many home soil things, uh, and, and it you get you get a little lost lost when you have too many like ideas to reference. I think. I feel like the file got corrupted when they emailed it to the manufacturer. <laughs> like yeah. that's how bad this kid is. I don't know if I hate it as much as some people or maybe even you. I just don't, I don't love it, but I do like that. It's not quite as yellow. Like Tim, Tim's freaking out yeah. about full yellow and yeah. it is, it is at least different enough in color that you can't see. Now that hasn't really mattered because, uh, Wout's had, Wout's in the Jersey now. So now you're still seeing yellow in the jumbo Visma kit. Yeah. Yeah. It's a little, it's not, it's not great. Okay. And then, I guess speaking about the uh, the EF special edition kits, um, this is kind of your your wheelhouse, I guess. It's EF kits. Um, you yeah historically been a pretty big fan of EF kits, some yeah. more than others, but in general, very supportive. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm curious about your take on this one. You might be a little bit too Gen X or elder millennial to really appreciate this kid, I think. And I'm worried. Yeah. No, I think, I think, um, I do enjoy it and I do enjoy the pure silliness of the bikes, but I don't like, I don't love it. I don't absolutely want to have it. And I think I am old. I'm getting old. I'm a little bit like, ah, I don't need all that jazz on my bike. It's a little too much for me. Uh, the fact that I just, called it, yeah. I just called it jazz shows you how old I am too. No, yeah. Okay. But, um, I like it. I like somebody else wearing it. I think it looks great. Magnus Quartz had the polka dot jersey uh, doing the super smart thing. It seemed like nobody else wanted to yeah. go for this. And he's he's from Denmark. He's obviously super was super excited these last two days to go off and go solo and get the polka dot jersey. And I like the, how silly the kit looks with the polka dots. Like they didn't even do polka dot shorts <laughs> and everything. But like together yeah. Yeah, with yeah. all of it in the polka dots, it kind of works. And I think it helps that the amount of like fun it looks like he's been having going off and yeah. just raiding polka dot jerseys like in his own country on these like teeny little climbs, but just yeah. being like, man, this is like the only time the race is going to be here and I'm just going to have so much fun. Yeah. I think that sort of lent itself to the joy of the joy of the whole thing. But the, everyone's freaking out about the Crocs and like good collaborations. I got to say, like, I don't want them personally. I don't want to wear them, but like, straight up marketing wise and like getting people talking about silliness. Like, yeah, man, it's working. Some of these other kits are fine. Like I'd probably rather wear some of these other kits that are more subtle, but like, mm-hmm. I can't remember to talk about them. I kind of like the blue helmets on Lotto Sadal, but again, there's not a reason to talk about Lotto Sadal really. But I think that yeah. the helmets with their kit look nice. Like it's a, it's a good look. It's a, it's a nice. Yeah. Shot like, blue. um, uh, yeah, there's a bunch of other kits. None of them are really worth talking about. Um, it's really only the jumbo and the EF that are way out left field, uh, kind of in opposite directions, I think, I guess left field and right field. Um, but, uh, I'm unclear if the EF kit is a home run or not. Um, probably just cause I'm too old, but I think you 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 make a good point about them. Um, I guess uh, being the elder statesman in the weird kit game is that they were like, okay, what can we do? What, how can we push this further? Let's make weird Crocs. Let's make weird bucket hats. Let's make weird other stuff. And everyone else is just like, oh, I don't know. We made a weird kit. And it's like, that's not good enough anymore. If you're going to be weird, you got to go full. Yeah. And the bikes too. The fact I like that they do 
when they do a, a, an op, a crazy kit, they go full yeah. on and they, and they, they get the bike spent like everything. It's the an integrated, awesome. it's an integrated yeah. whole. The bikes are crazy. They're like, if yeah. we're going to do, we're going to be crazy and have crazy kits. We're doing time trial bikes. There's a lot of real estate on those wheels to work with. And they yeah. used it to wacky effect. And I, and I, yeah. Hats off to them. Like, do I want those wheels? No, most people want just some black carbon wheels, but you're going to remember that. And if somebody ever rocks up on like a replica one at the local 40 K (laughs) time trial, you're going to lose your mind. You know, you're going to be so excited. Well, when's the last time, like if I had asked you last week, what wheel sponsor EF education first had, you'd probably be like, I don't know, zip shrimp. Like, I don't know. Yeah, Yeah. And now I'm like, oh yeah, it's vision. Like I know, yeah. I know who, they, I know what they're on. I can't miss it. Like it screams at me, you know? Well, um, that's, that's the craziest thing is like, I understand you can't always see wheels, but like, there's so much to work with, with these huge yeah. discs and everything. And yeah, you want your products to be seen. They're doing, they're doing an amazing job of getting their products seen and mm-hmm. hats, bucket hats off to them. I say, yeah, <laughs> bucket hats off. Yeah. Um, I guess in stark contrast, I guess to the jumbo who seems to be trying to up their kit game or their unique kit game. Um, you know, while it's the yellow or the green or whatever he's getting, they're basically just swapping out the fork on that Cervelo for a different colored one to match whatever Jersey he's wearing, mm-hmm. which just seems very underwhelming. Um, in, in light of those, uh, Cannondales that EF is on. Yeah. Those Cannondales are, are totally bonkers. And, and <laughs> you know, it's like, and other, other brands have probably released new bikes, but I don't know. All I know is those Cannondales yeah. from, those yeah. Cannondales could be from four years ago, but I'm like, those Cannondales look out of Looks control. amazing. Yeah. <laughs> they look super <laughs> nuts. So, yeah. I mean, paint job, paint jobs matter. Who knows? Maybe they're, maybe they're happier. Maybe they ride like tanks. I don't know. They look fast. And then it doesn't, you know, it also didn't hurt that like, yeah, EF hasn't won a stage, like uh quick steps, one, two stages. And then, Bike exchange yep. just won a stage, but uh, yeah, they had Mangus Court off the front two days in a row. Mm-hmm. Yum 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 yumming up mountain points. Like I don't know, they do. They, I mean, EF always does a great job of like uh, playing the angles, money balling it as it was, and you know, for sure, no complaints sure. so far. So you mentioned it, and I think we need to talk about it a little bit. Quick step winning uh, that tight that time trial, and then. Following it up on stage two, Fabio Jacobson taking the win um, over Wild Van Art, Mads Peterson in third. Uh, maybe um, I think Tim was trying to make a big stink about Cavendish going or not going and all this <laughs> yeah. stuff. Um, it doesn't really answer the question because maybe Cav would have won too, but like the fact that Jacobson did win. I mean, that's a, just a big deal in general based on his, you know, history and story and everything. Like, amazing to see him come back and, and win at the tour. But quick step, um, kind of uh, proving the doubters, uh, probably including myself, I guess, um, mm-hmm. who were like, you should have brought Cav. Um, proving us, uh, telling us to shut up and sit down. And um, I don't know. What do you think? For sure. Yeah. Stage one and two, they obviously answered all the doubts. I mean, there was a lot of people I saw on Twitter, one questioning the cab thing, but then just questioning the entire quick step lineup and be like, ah, these guys aren't going to do anything. Well, then they went out and took two in a row. And I don't know, Jacobson got fifth on stage three, right? That's like their worst result so far. So, um, pretty bad. It's pretty terrible. Yeah. (laughs) So yeah, they've uh, done it. Uh, I haven't had to hear anything terrible from Patrick Lafarge or how you pronounce his name. So, so and yeah, Jacobson's got the good story too. So it's hard. Yeah. It's, it's tough to, I mean, I, I don't wish any, um, obviously I don't want him to not do well, but it was just a big talking point leading up to the, to the mm-hmm. tour that, uh, I think has been extinguished at this point. Uh, yeah. one name, I'm seeing up here uh, towards the front on these uh, results for stage two and three that I did not expect is our uh, tour divide um, eventual rider, Peter Sagan. Uh, is your mind blown? Cause my mind's a little bit blown. Yeah. He's a little better than I thought he would be. 
being that he's been off the pace. He's been nowhere and, for two years. And he's had COVID every every twenty minutes. But yeah, yeah, he's been up there. He got fourth today. He was grumping about and cursing at Van Aert that he got uh, boxed in in the stage three sprint. Which I don't know. I think all the sprinters every other day they're all half of them are complaining like Caleb Yoon is complaining. <laughs> uh, yeah. The, the Gronovagen Gronovagen one stage three, we should say that uh, the Gronovagen Fabio Jacobson, like slight hate talk between the two of them kind of going on forever. Yeah. Which yeah. I don't, I, I can't say how Fabio uh, Jacobson should feel. Obviously no one's ever crashed me and I went into an induced coma or whatever mm-hmm. and had my life changed, but I don't know. It's like, the continuing of like him and Gronovagen, him like kind of being like, uh, about Gronovagen. It's like, I don't know, man, dude did not crash you on purpose. And I have seen stuff in stage two and three that were as sketchy or way sketchier than anything in that tour of Poland sprint. It's okay. It's just, but I don't know, like it's sprinting. They're all over the place and they get done. Yeah. And all these guys are complaining about each other and curse. Like Sagan was cursing at Van Aert. Um, yeah. And it's like, I don't know. It just hasn't been, it doesn't seem that sketchy. They should all go watch Abdu Dapparov sprint in the early nineties. <laughs> and, and I mean, that's no. sketchy. That is um, very sketchy. <laughs> that's, but I don't know. It's dip, I'm not in there and I don't know how it feels, but man, it just feels like you get a sprint stage and then you get, yeah. and you get, you get fourth through 10th place complaining about how they got cut off and like no one respects anyone anymore. And, everybody deviated their lines and you're like, well, if you watch the sprint, it wasn't that bad. And like you watch stage three, like everybody kind of went right. And Gronovagen kind of waited, tried to go right and was like, nope. And like a hole opened left and he hit it. He got in it and he won. And like, it was super clean. And he wrote an amazingly smart, like final 200 meters or whatever there. Mm -hmm. And all the guys who committed to the right, like Sagan Mm -hmm. and Caleb Ewan, they, like every time there's a sprint, someone's complaining about getting pushed to the barrier. And it's like, that's a sprint. Like if you go on the barrier, you're probably going to get pinched and you might yeah. get through and win, but that's why you sprint almost on the barriers, but with just enough room to trick that person to come up and then you close the door. Cause that's sprinting. And like, everybody does it. And like, I know you're yeah. not supposed to deviate your line, but like, if I was sprinting, you were Tim right now, I would sprint with just enough room. Yeah. Where, where you thought you could get around me on the right. And then I would just move over just enough that when we got to complaining about wow. it and reviewing the tape, I hands up in the air. I didn't do anything wrong. But I, I see, I would expect you to do that. And I would go laughed and I would pull out Grown <laughs> Wagon on you. Um, and poor Maybe, Tim would be. But- but why, you know, why pounding is his it, bars across the line? Yeah, so. like Caleb Ewan is back. Oh, I got yeah. why Sagan uh, Sagan went in front of me and I couldn't get it. It's like, yeah, dude. Like, I don't know. Like, are you new here? Those barriers it, are always there. It, yeah, I don't it is a uh, it is a little frustrating. I don't know what what you do uh, to to mitigate that. I mean, I feel like there were less. I don't know. Maybe that's not true. I'm just trying to think, were there less dudes sprinting like who had a legitimate chance to win like back in the day, you know, like early 2000s, mid 2000s? Do we just have more? Is everybody's level more even, I guess, like more, more full lead out trains, getting more guys up there? Because I feel like it used to be, you know, Alessandro Pataki versus one other guy. And whose train was going to do a better job, and that was it, you know? like Yeah, the trains aren't as big as they were back then, it seems. I don't know. I mean, there's like, there's almost, there's seven, eight guys who legitimately could win, I think, every day. There's sprints, and there's a few surprise guys. And then there's there's Hugo Hofseller from Arcade. <laughs> just yeah. hover, just yum, okay. yumming up, yum, yumming up those top seven points. Like, that. that's that team's way yeah. of, like, they're just like, they're like, just ride top ten every day, and we're going to, th- we're gonna bike yeah. exchange can win one stage, whatever. We're, they'll be they'll be in the Pro Conti Tour next year as we're in the <laughs> yeah, World Tour. Yeah, yeah. As, as yeah. he just like yums up the seventh places all year yep. long. Smart, oh, they're smart. Um, kind of the opposite of what B and B Hotels is doing with their tour. So far, not <laughs> making very much of an impression, I would say. Um, yeah, not. I, I know if uh, Tim was here, he would be championing the Uno X uh, 
team and how they should have got in. And, um, you know, it's all politics and B&B is French and yada, yada. And he wouldn't be it's wrong. True. No, he wouldn't be wrong at all. Well, so, that's I mean, kind that's, of the tour so far, right? We got a rest that's, day that's occurring. Yeah, that's kind of the tour. Um, Yeah, transfer rest day um, coming up here. Uh, So with that, I mean, we can try and find out if there's any insight on that that great bike exchange win uh, from our correspondent over uh, across the pond. Um, And, of course, we're talking about Michael Matthews. Let's do it. everybody and uh yeah enjoy your story podcast all right spencer we're in the preem lap and it's exciting preem lap this week because we are riding for new new sponsors in the preem lap whoa we got new new sponsors on the pod this does not happen often no and it's exciting uh i mean they're all excited but I'm excited about the sponsor. Sea Sucker is our new sponsor. Uh, Seasucker.com. S-E-A-S-U-C-K-E-R. If you don't know what Sea Sucker is, they're amazing bike racks that like vacuum pod onto your car. Uh huh. They're super cool. They're super easy to take on and off. They're amazing. I was super excited about this one because I often end at places and I don't have a giant bike rack on my car. And this bike uh-huh. rack is literally, I kid you not, Spencer, it's like the one, the Talon model fits in like the size of a laptop in the, my trunk. And okay. then I can just put it on my car and put a bike on it in like under 10 minutes. It's bonkers Amazing. and awesome. And they're, I mean, they're compatible with a, pretty much any vehicle on the market, right? Like you can mount them on the roof of your car. You can mount them on the back glass of a van. Uh, yes. which works out well for you. Uh, yeah. You can mount them on an SUV, a hatchback, like whatever you've got, uh, it will work, um, the Sea Sucker. And so that's a pretty great added benefit um, because it just takes the guesswork. Like I've got, I've had, you know, racks that like, that didn't have the same hitch on the car and like, yeah. oh, I can't share it with a friend of mine. And like, oh, we're going to go on a trip and oh, my rack doesn't work or your bike doesn't whatever it's just it takes all that guesswork out um which is totally super nice also an added benefit is that it's fun to put on like, <laughs> it would it's, okay it, you like push down the vacuum pod and then you you pump up the little little pod so it like connects and suction cups on and it's amazingly strong it's like i think it's each one is like 200 plus 210 pounds of strength per per pod and there's like four of them for putting your bike on but it's super fun it's one of the few times that i have uh like a car maintenance thing that i'm like excited about and 100 (laughs) get uh tom boone and tom boone to come do it with me because he so wants to like pump up the little Uh thing on there and i can let him do it and it's not going to cause a problem which like nine out of ten other like car maintenance things if i let him help me do it it'll probably just make it worse this actually just lets me put it on and do it it's that's awesome. They're super fun. They're awesome. I mean, they, I think people have probably seen these. If they haven't, I don't know where they've been, but the, uh, the sea suckers are unique, uh, with that vacuum pod, uh, style. So it is, um, I wouldn't blame you if you looked at them and were like, that's weird. I don't know if I trust that. Like I'm a little, uh, yeah, I'm a different. little nervous if I want to put my bike on this kind of system, but, uh, well, we just talked about it uh, for the first uh, half hour of this pod. Um, Jumbo Visma carrying hundreds of thousands of dollars worth of bikes with these racks. And uh, I'm pretty sure yeah. that if they can trust them driving like they do <laughs> in that team car, yeah, uh, you're going to be okay. Yeah, they so, got to follow Wout, so you know they're going fast. So exactly. It's got to um, hold them on there. So the most exciting part about this whole thing uh, is if you head to seasucker.com, we have a promo code and guess what they don't do these uh this is pretty special we got a yeah. promo code a discount code slow ride 15 
discount code for you if uh, you're making any purchases over at seasucker.com. Uh, you're not going to find that kind of uh, uh, value on any other podcast. So um, uh, do us a favor, check it out. Yeah. Uh, if you do find something you like, give it a shot with that uh, promo code SLOWRIDE15 and uh, save yourself some money on some wonderful racks. Um, little guy, with that said, we also have a great returning sponsor uh, to this week's pre-lap as well, which is, of course, the Hammerhead um, computers available over at hammerhead.io, the crew to the most advanced GPS cycling computer available today, industry-leading mapping, navigation, routing capabilities that set it apart, free global maps, all that stuff, KFAs, campsites for your bike packing, like whatever you need to do, this thing does it. It looks great. It feels great to use. It's a weird thing to say, but trust me, it feels good to use. Um, It's a huge, huge component of all these things is, yeah, if you want, if you want to interact with it, it's so much nicer than if you're like dreading searching the map function when you're like, oh, this is great. It's it's great to do. Yeah. So much Uh, nicer. It, I was super impressed with how seamlessly it just connects to everything like Strava and all that other stuff um, wirelessly imports and, and does all that with routes. No more plugging your, your, your computer into your laptop and dragging a file, downloading a GXP file or whatever from some weird website and <laughs> dropping it into your thing and hoping it shows up for when you go on your ride and, uh, it does all that seamlessly, wirelessly. It's great. Um, obviously trusted by tons of pros out there, including Justin Williams for one, um, Chris Froome, <laughs> that guy, he's still around. Um, he's in the tour. Yeah. He's there. Um, it's Karutu. Check it out. If you're in the market for a new computer, uh, head over to, um, hammerhead.io, um, use the code slow ride. And we are doing the, uh, we are back on the free heart rate monitor strap uh, with nice. the purchase of a Hammerhead Crew 2. I have the Crew 2 and I love it. I think it's great. I think you will really enjoy it as well. And the heart rate monitor, A plus, like the nicest one I've had <laughs> over my long and painful cycling career of way too high heart rates during races. Um, <laughs> This one is at least comfortable to wear as I'm dying up the climb. So use the code SLOWRIDE at checkout over at hammerhead.io to get that free heart rate monitor with the purchase of the crew too. Little guy, uh, the last thing we need to touch on, I think, in this uh, preem lap is that we just wrapped up the wide-angle podium donor drive uh, over the last few episodes. Um, I... Just wanted to say uh, a heartfelt thank you to all of our listeners, to the folks that donated. Um, very, very much appreciated. Uh, your your donations are well received, and they will go a long way to help uh, keep this podcast network going and doing what it does and producing the content and the great shows that uh, that we do. So, thank you very much. Uh, if you were able to donate, if you were not, I know the. Uh, the, the feeling was there, um, and we appreciate it nonetheless, uh, you just listening and sharing the shows with your friends. And, uh, and, and you know, thanks for putting up with us uh, joining on about it for a couple of weeks because, uh, you know, it's, never, it's not fun for anybody. We don't like to do it, but mm. uh, it keeps the lights on around here, and we appreciate you uh, slogging through it with us. Um, yeah. So well, We really uh, appreciate it. I guess um, with that, oh, you know what else we should mention, little guy? We're going to have another episode that just dropped uh, on the feed just before this one comes out, I think, the day before. Yep. Uh, Sunday Stroll, our annual Annual. rewatch and review of uh, American Flyers, the greatest cycling movie ever made. Uh, Possibly, probably. Possibly. Uh, We'll discuss it. We'll get into it. this is an annual show. It happens once a year. We drop it every 4th of July, America's favorite holiday uh, that we're very proud about. Um, the show. And American Flyers seems like the perfect <laughs> perfect show to review. Uh, 
We do it every year. We've done it the whole life of this podcast. I don't know why there's only two episodes in yeah, the feed that weird. I can find, but we've been doing it, trust us, for a long time. Yeah. Uh, I forgot to release them or something. But, but yeah, if, if for some reason that popped up in your podcast feed and you were like, I don't know what the Sunday Stroll is. I'm not listening to this garbage. It's actually us doing the same garbage we usually do, so you might like it. Check it out. We had a lot of fun doing it, and we hope you enjoy it. And with that, little guy, let's get back to the show. My name is Matthew Vanderpool, and I don't listen to the Slow Ride podcast. Spencer, we're back, and while we just mentioned we appreciate everybody, that was so nice in donating to the network and and, and Mm -hmm. helping us out to keep the lights on. Another way people show us the love is we get a lot of good emails, uh, a lot of good messages on, I'll say it, the Instagram. The Instagram's back, baby. If you Uh. didn't notice, we're back, and I'm posting stupid crap. Um, It's huge. It's it's, (laughs) so, little guy. I'm going to ask you this point blank. Uh, we have not discussed this prior to recording the show uh, in the green room or anything, but um, you had, I don't know what, three months, four months to prepare yeah, to have I wasn't a, a, thinking a, about it for four months. Okay. Yeah. You, you had plenty of time to prepare for what you were going to drop when if the eventual happened, the inevitable that we would get the Instagram account back. Yes. Uh, you didn't. Do you feel like you brought the heat, appropriate heat? Well, in my defense, I don't know if I brought the appropriate heat. <laughs> I think I brought my level of heat that I brought uh-huh. to Instagram. Okay, Twitter. all right. What I will say is, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pull like, the curtain a little bit to the to the podcast green room, I guess, uh-huh. a.k.a. Sure. just our us texting each other. We got the Instagram back, and I think we had a collective panic moment of, oh, we got we to gotta do something good. Yeah. We got the Instagram back, and... And we spent a lot of time being like, anybody got anything? I don't know. No, no. And um, I don't think any of us have been thinking about it. <laughs> so it took us a little while to get 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 back in the swing of it a little. Well, sure. I mean, I was definitely trying to throw you under the bus directly there. Uh, so you would take all the blame for it. Uh, Thank you. I, Thank you. I am 30% of the blame. I did not have anything ready as well. But uh <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, to be fair, I don't remember the password, so um, yeah, yeah, I'm yeah, gonna yeah. put this one on you, regardless. Um, but uh, congratulations, uh, little guy! It's it's been done. We did it. We actually um, we have a a, a a a friend of the pod to thank uh, for getting uh, uh, our bug uh, uh, put in the put in the list there at the Instagram for the Instagram devs to look at and. Uh, uh, get corrected, um, and uh, great thanks for that. We made some donations uh, in honor Worth of uh, of this great friend of the pod. So um, it was not, uh, I don't know, like it, it meant a lot to us. So we tried to try to make it uh, worth their while and uh, reward reward everybody. You know, pay it forward a little bit. So. Anyway, enjoy the Instagram. Find us online at the Slow Ride Pod on Twitter and Instagram again yeah. uh, nowadays. But uh, yeah, little guy, you were going somewhere before I hijacked that. Well, no, that was I just wanted to mention. I was gonna go right into the emails, and then I was like, I oh, we haven't even mentioned mentioned the Instagram yet. So we did get a few uh, lovely emails this week. Um, we got a few that we'll actually save for when Tim's back next week. Oh yeah, some that some that just work better uh, specifically. Uh, uh, Kevin uh, sent us a great Tour de France game that um, unfortunately, sorry, sorry yeah. you sent us a great game. I know you sent us a couple emails and it was, we were totally going to do it, um, but since Tim's not here, it doesn't really work. So we're going to save it, but I think it will still translate. Yeah. But we did we'll get, get a few that. emails that work. Uh, we got one from Scott Emmons. Emmons uh, Nailed titled, it. Was like, yeah, right. I, it always freaks me out. I got to mess up everyone's name and I'm yeah. really sorry, everybody. It's better to do it wrong two different ways so then you can <laughs> try and play it off. Is uh, it? I don't know. If you just uh, roll with it, then nobody knows. That's yeah, what Tim I does, s- I've noticed. Yeah, but I want the, I want the writer to know that I'm, <laughs> I feel bad about uh-huh. my, in, my inability to read. 
I want to show respect, but I, I'm terrible at it. Uh, email title was Little Guy in Florida. Hey, uh-huh. Jess, I just finished listening to episode 395 of the Slow Ride podcast and had the distinct feeling that Little Guy was in Florida or some other remote location, but we were being gaslit into thinking he was in the same room as Tim. It actually sounded like Tim and Spencer were in the same room. <laughs> What's the real story? <laughs> I know the truth is out there. Scott. This is... Uh... This is in reference to last episode um, where you guys were both in Minneapolis and Tim likes to do this thing where he shows up at your house and <laughs> you do it an episode. Yeah, You're not really set up there in the studio for a, a two-person setup. Well, again, I'll pull back the curtain slightly. Why not? Let's just keep <laughs> pulling back the curtain on sure, this. Sure. Yeah. Tim told me uh, a couple days before he was coming over for the podcast and I said, okay. Cool. Sounds great. And then um, when he was coming over, I realized as I got out all my recording stuff and moved it onto the porch where it was nice and comfy as opposed to my attic, I realized I only have one good microphone cable. I have multiple good microphones, but I have one cable. Yeah. And I was like, that's not usually a problem because I am either just recording myself on this podcast Uh or that's kind of it. So, <laughs> yeah. um, so I was suddenly like, oh no, uh, what do I do? So I had to get out the old recorder so I could plug in, uh, the good microphone on the good cable. And I handed that to Tim and I got out my very, as I s- said to Bodeheimer on, uh, on Twitter, my very D quality B mic Yeah, that has a, is like a built in cord that just has a cord or a different kind jack of plug. Yeah. Yeah. That I could use because I didn't have a good one. So I, yes, I definitely had to take a pretty junk microphone That's... downgrade for myself. But I feel as a host, uh-huh. uh, you give the you give your guest the good microphone. Uh huh. I feel like as a host of this podcast, you should know better than to give Tim the loud microphone. Well, yeah, loud, but you know, he, you know, he talks the most when he's on the pod. So at least I wanted it to not be. <laughs> Uh, fair, 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 fair. Um, I guess that is that is one way to look at it, little guy. The other way to look at it is me and Tim were in our normal locations, and you were somewhere else. Where were you? Oh, we were on my porch. I mean, no, no. Where were you? You were in Florida. You were in some other secret (laughs) training camp. Were you at altitude camp? Are you guys Mm -hmm. both conspiring against me? Are you that worried about Schwamigan? What's going on? Super, su- yeah, super, super secret, uh, bad microphone training camp. Uh-huh. Uh, I'm glad that people thought Tim still sounded the same because I, he was in a completely different space and I had to give him a different microphone than he usually does. And I had to like tell him to stay a certain amount away from it and like get the levels right. So if Tim sounded the same, then I did my job partially okay. And I, and I did the most I could do with yeah. the mic. Yeah. So. Well, I think, uh, you know, uh, with all these um, new donors signing up during the drive, uh, maybe the next, um, you know, f- slow ride purchase will be a second microphone cable for you, so that uh, this will this yeah. won't have to happen in the future. No, I need to do that. I need to get. I think I, I will go out and do that because, especially because I think Tim is coming back into town at the end of the month, and I do. That was the legitimate, real frustrating thing. Was I as I realized it twenty minutes before Tim came over, I was like holding. <laughs> three quality microphones with one cable and just being like, well, this is really stupid. Yeah. I'm halfway, I'm halfway to quality. Um, anyway, anyway, next email. I appreciate the email. Yeah. We love a good call out. I personally (laughs) do appreciate a good call out on sound quality because (laughs) I feel like we, we make a very big effort to make the podcast sound good. And I I appreciate it when people notice that it doesn't, (laughs) you know, because it yeah. just means that normally we're doing a good job, you know? Right, so. right. No, it's true. If people notice when it's not good, it, it means most of the no, time. I appreciate it. it. Thanks for the email. Sounds good. Yeah. Um, Jeff Diefenbach sent us an email just titled, Enzo! Okay. It says, USA Cycling reporting that second place in the men's 13 to 14 national time trial has been earned by an Enzo Hincapi. Uh-huh. I'll leave it to your twisted minds. <laughs> what to, to do with this nugget? Uh, Georgie's son. Yeah. Start, starting to ride the bike. Should 
America's juniors be scared? Oh, they should. Uh, We've been getting uh, insider information um, from a source in the area, let's say. Um, Mm -hmm. uh, Well, then, so he's been been doing well at the TTs. He's been riding a bunch. He's been out there. He's uh, been going full slack. I've gotten reports Mm -hmm. of. I've gotten reports of a, a very nice climbers chain as well. So uh, it's pretty Shallow. much got the complete package. Um, so if uh, if little Tom Boonin, Tom Boonin, or little Nairo, little Hymar uh, are hoping to step up their game, they've got uh, they've got some work to do to catch up. No, they have serious work to do. He's got he's he's definitely. Born on born in the breakaway. You can't say like born on second base in this situation. Like he was, he was, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he was born. He was born up the road. He was born on the breakaway. It was, uh, yeah. you know, he's got in cycling terms. Uh, born on stage five. I don't know. Born on stage five. Yeah, I don't know. He's, uh, yeah, I don't know how to express it. But yeah, I think he also got a result in the road race. It might have come. How after about this? this? So he's got some good hincappy genes. Does Hincapie make jeans? Now that's a deep cut. Now that's a deep cut. Uh, Uh, All right. Perfect. (laughs) You'll have to see it. Uh, We'll keep an eye on on what Enzo's up to. And, uh, you know, if I get any more uh, tips from our our man on the ground there, then I will pass them along. um, We got a couple other emails, like I said, that are... Tim, they just work for when Tim's here. They're so just going to be, yeah, they're going to be good fodder for all three of us to really dig into for sure. Uh, uh, we got, we got one quick email from uh, Michael Kramer who just sent a picture and, and he just wrote, this guy used a stick to bring his, uh, his girlfriend to the tour. And there's uh you know, there's somebody like standing on a bus or something and they, and they brought like an, a, a blow up doll with a yellow Jersey on that's, they just holding them, holding them up with a stick. I don't, I don't know what's up with that. You see a lot of weird stuff on the side of the road. That's- a lot of weird stuff on the side of the road, um, but no antler helmets. So I think they're still slightly ahead of the U.S. Uh, side of the road scene. No, but supposedly uh, Rigo came out of the bus to do interviews on stage three, wearing, wearing like a Viking helmet and uh, carrying Thor's hammer around just to get in the spirit of Denmark. I guess. Uh-huh. All right. I mean, hey, that's something. Rigo yeah. seems like a fun guy. I'm just going to leave it at that. Seems like a a, a good yeah. teammate to have. No, he seems he seems like he's having a ton of fun. Um, other than that, I think we have a few small not small news bits, but news bits to touch on of things okay. that have happened that we probably don't have a ton to say about, which is one that Caitlin Armstrong was apprehended Ooh. in Costa Rica yes. and, and it seems like she's been uh, repatriated back to uh, to Austin to face trial so mm-hmm. that's a good it's a good development hopefully bring some uh, absolutely some um, that is folks, of but... course uh, in regards to the um, murder of Mo Wilson there in, in Austin uh, which shocked the gravel scene Um a wild story, uh, one that I'm not going to speculate too much on what was exactly happening because I don't think we totally know yet. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, if that's something you're interested in, go look it up and read up about it. It is kind of bananas how she got to <laughs> Costa Rica and also it's got pretty found. So yeah, uh, yeah. Um, another thing uh, we should touch on real quick as well the. Uh, Giro d'Italia, the Giro Don is going on as well, the women's Giro. Yeah. And then we've got the women's tour coming up at the end of the month. Um, right now, uh, we're three stages into the uh, Giro Don. Um, Elisa Balsamo, uh, Trek Segafredo, world champ, uh, in the lead on GC. Uh, Mariana Voss, second. Georgia Baker in third. American Kristen Faulkner in fourth. Crushing it. Um, Absolutely crushing it. Um, Voss winning uh, stage three, uh, Balsamo winning stage two, and Kristen Faulkner taking that first stage. Um, pretty rad. A lot of, lot of cool stuff going on there. 
I I unfortunately haven't gotten a chance to watch any of it yet. I don't think we mentioned it a couple of weeks ago because I think maybe it was after we did the pod and then I got a chance to go back and watch. But if folks haven't watched the last stage of the women's tour of Switzerland, um, yeah, where where Kristen Faulkner got second and ended up second on GC, yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. The last, uh, you can just watch the last 5K is like 30 minutes because it's so steep and it's raining and it looks miserable. Yeah. And it's such a good, good battle uh, for the stage and for the GC. And I mean, at this point, like, you probably know what happened uh, that fell down, like, going into the corner with Brand, like, right toward the finish and, like, took the inside line. And you could kind of see it happening. You're like, oh, cycle cross skills, she's going so wide. And Brand like took the right line, but um, <laughs> it was such a it was it was such a such a great race, uh, one of the most exciting ones I'd watched in a long time. Yeah, and uh, it's totally worth a watch if you're, uh, if, awesome. you're if you're somehow needing more bike racing than you can currently get, which would be kind of insane. Ooh. Yeah, I am uh, I'm excited to see this one play out. I'm excited to see that women's tour. Um, we'll get uh, I think eight stages of that. Um, we did, of course, spot the difference on that one uh, a few weeks ago with Tim. Um, still a little ways to go uh, on the old women's tour, but uh, still a fine start and uh, very excited to see how it plays out. Yeah, and the uh, kind of last bit of news is that uh, our hero of all time, uh, the GOAT of El Verde, was unfortunately involved. He was hit. Uh, by a driver. Yeah. Uh, it was a hit and run, I guess. Uh, Valverde ended up in hospital, but I guess nothing serious is the report so far, and that the driver was later arrested, which is kind of crazy. Yeah. That's, I guess that's the thing that maybe happens in other countries. Um, so maybe it's okay in the end. Uh, it'll be okay. I hope Valverde's okay, and I hope he gets that power that I believe riders get when they get an injury mm-hmm. and they have to take a little time off racing, which means he's going to win the Volta, folks. Alta Worlds, all the Italian classics. Uh-huh. Uh, I was oh, just going to say. In the bag. When I heard that news, uh, I was going to say, oh, I'm going to have to ask a little guy about the theory, um, the injury theory. And if he is going to take that month off and then come back and just destroy everyone. So it sounds like you're all in on this theory. Uh, if, when, as soon as the roller derby bets uh, become available for those races, Place all your points on Valverde. It sounds like a uh, hot tip from little guy. Do it. Do it. You know, I don't want to wish ill on <laughs> Valverde. Right. But right. If he had been more injured, we would 100% get another season. I know. <laughs> okay. He's been, he's been milking out this that he's going to retire thing. The yeah. long, this is, this year is the longest we've ever had the fact that he says he's going to retire. So I'm yeah. starting to get nervous that he's actually going to retire. Oh. Uh. But if he had like broken a bone, a hundred percent guarantee he would be back next year. There's like no way he would want to go out like that. It seems. Yeah, yeah. No, that's true. And that's so, good. That's a strong point. I don't want him to get that hurt, but I'm just saying. When I saw that he was injured, I was like, "We got to We got another Maybe. season, 2023." Maybe. Yeah. But okay, it's fine. I want him to be healthy and happy. And uh, if he doesn't want to race his bike, that's fine. Whatever. Fine. <laughs> <laughs> all right well on that note, little guy i think we've crushed another episode of the slow ride podcast even without tim on board uh we managed to do it um somehow steering the ship through the first week of the tour de france or the first few stages i guess of the tour de france and um we will be back next week to bring even more great detail <laughs> on the exciting bike racing that's happening uh, overseas. Uh, and, um, we want to, uh, thank you all for listening to the slow ride podcast. We'd like to thank BK one of rhyme series entertainment, uh, for the intro and outro music that we use every week. Uh, the song is Tema de cannibal off the album radio to cannibal. If you're looking for it. Um, and you can, uh, always send us an email at the slow ride podcast at gmail.com. Uh, we try and read as many as we possibly can on the air. So feel free. Uh, and you can also tweet us and find us on Instagram yeah. at the slow ride pod. Uh, we are back 
back with random pictures of little guy's basement and things like this uh, on the Instagram. So if that's your bag, definitely follow <laughs> us there. Uh, we lost a few uh, in the interim in the uh, while while we were shut down while we were blacked out there, uh, mm-hmm. but we're back, and uh, I'm sure there will be tons of great content coming out uh, there. <laughs> uh, so definitely go check it out. It felt that part felt sincere. Yeah, and uh, and with that, uh, on behalf of Tim Hayes in Orlando, Florida, and me, Matt in Minneapolis, and me, Spencer in Holyoke, Massachusetts, <laughs> uh, I'm going to remind you to always wave at all your fellow cyclists that you see out on the road. The Slow Ride Podcast: Bikes, advice, and rumors straight from the source. TheSlowRidePodcast.com and on Twitter at TheSlowRidePod. I hope all these uh, explosions are coming through because they sound like they're happening on either side of my house right now. Wow. What an episode. That was amazing. When that one person said that thing and then the other person totally like set them straight. Oh, man, that was great. I'm going to have to go back and listen to that again. But hey, since I have your attention now, hello, cyclocross friends new friends and old friends and soon-to-be friends. My name's Bill. I host another show on the Wide Angle Podium Podcast Network. It's called Cyclocross Radio, and we talk to the biggest stars in cyclocross and even the medium stars in cyclocross and some of the soon-to-be stars in cyclocross. We also have a panel discussion we call the Media Pit with my buddy Zach and Michael where we go over all of the new rules that might be coming out and the calendar situations and races that happen. It's a great time. It's a great conversation. We built an amazing community that we want you to be part of. So go to wideanglepodium.com, become a member there, then go to your favorite podcast app and subscribe to Cyclocross Radio. Do it. Do it now. Cyclocross friends.